Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year to all of you and to welcome you to the kickoff of an exciting time every single year in the life of our church as we now embark on Prepare 2023. I wanna look in the camera there, welcome those at our McKinney campus, watching on the new screen that we have there. We're excited about that, our Hazlitt campus, those of you in a video venue here at the Keller campus, all of you joining us online, let's put our hands together, welcome everybody that's joining in, all of us as we start this new year together, and I have great expectation, I have great anticipation, not because uh, sometimes you're, you're excited, you have anticipation about something that you've never experienced, and then sometimes, you know, like as a kid, it's like, where are we going, or what's going to happen, but sometimes you have great expectation because I, I don't know all the details of what's going to happen, but I know every single year as we have prioritized this time together that God does unique things. So I have expectation based on past experience that this is one of the most important times for us as a church every single year. If you're new with us, we wanna invite you to jump in because it's part of who we are as a spiritual family, what we're about to do for the next few days. You've, you've felt it, you've experienced it, but this is part of what God has been doing in and through our lives as we prioritize this first time of the year. And uh, I'm very excited about what God's going to do this year. If you have your Bibles, I'm gonna ask if you would to turn to Matthew 6, 33, and in the Old Testament, you gotta flip back there a little bit, 1 Chronicles 28, 10. Some of you are new, so you're asking the question, what is prepare? You seem like you're excited about it, pastors, like everybody comes that have been a part of it with a little bit of anticipation. We can feel it wherever we're gathered right now. What is prepare? Well, let me say what it's not. It's not a conference. You're like, well, aren't we having speakers? Yes, we are, but I just invited in a few of my friends to speak because we're gonna be fasting. I'll talk about that in a minute, and we don't wanna sit at the house hungry. So we just thought we would have church. But years ago, we didn't start with speakers and, and service. We started with prayer. We started with, we're a church family that's gathering together to prioritize God at the first of the year. We say this, if you have a good year with God, if you have a good year spiritually, you're gonna have an amazing year. And so we're taking this time to put that at the first place as we seek God together as a church family. You're like, what are you asking me to do? And uh, I'm gonna tell you twice so that you know exactly what I'm asking you to do. What is prepare? How do I participate? How do I get involved in what's happening? First of all, I'm gonna ask you to get a prayer guide at all our locations. Get that prayer guide. It's a resource for you. It's a tool for you. How many of you already have one of those? Wave it at me. Oh, you're overachievers. 
you're already on, you're already, look at you, you know, I'm asking you to do something that you've already done. Now I'm gonna ask you to actually put some prayer requests in it. I'm gonna ask you to use it. I'm gonna ask you to pray those prayers that are contained in that prayer guide. The next thing I'm gonna ask you to do is fast. You're like, what is that? Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Some of you may use liquid. Some of you may have health things. We have some guides on the website. We have some things so that every person can participate with us. I love it when we gather in the season and I ask the question, how many of you are fasting for the first time? It's one of the spiritual disciplines in the Bible. Jesus didn't say if you do it. He said when you do it. So I'm going to ask you to participate. Now, I know some of you are hesitant. You're like, oh. Wow, Pastor, what are we? We're not going to eat for a few days. Whoa, that sounds intense. I think I'm going to go to find a little more casual church somewhere that I can go to. This is getting really crazy. And I know some of you are apprehensive too because last weekend I introduced it with Pastor Tyrant. And and y'all know we have elite members of the body of Christ. We have we have those that that really they they inspire us to a whole nother level of excellence. So some of you I know are intimidated because Pastor Tyron stood up here with a Smedium sweater on, <laughs> just yoked up, just, you need to not fast Facebook. And, and I, I, you know, I'll be honest, I was watching this message and man, it was powerful. It was really good. You should go watch it if you haven't seen it. But I was a little intimidated. He actually said, He's like, you know, I mean, there's feasting and there's fasting. And he said, I got, I got in the ice cream and I, and I just really got off the rails. And I thought, no, no, I'll do training with this dad bod on how to get off the rails with some ice cream. So I, I realized as I watched Pastor Tyron, that's why I'm your pastor. Um, I, I'm, I'm just more relatable, okay? I'm kind of staking a blender, you know, kind of fast. I know some of y'all, you're just like, I don't know if I can get there. I mean, Pastor Tyron's like, yes, I will starve myself. I will get in my garage where I have scriptures and I'll shout the names of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sit Canoe, and I will get 50 pound dumbbells before the Lord. I will do upside down push ups at 1 a.m. And you're kind of like, ah. I don't know about this church. Just settle down. I'm your man. I'm your man. I'm your man. Okay, I'm going to help you. Okay, you can, you can do this. Okay, so we're going to fast together. It's going to be amazing. And then I'm going to ask you to come to pre-service prayer. It starts at six at all our locations. If you're like, man, I don't know about prayer. I'm a little intimidated about it. I don't, I've never prayed around people. Look, this is a place to learn. This is a place to grow. This is a place for you to grow even in what you can take back into your family to learn to pray. And here's something this year that I'm really emphasizing, our noon prayer online. I believe over the next few years, we can have hundreds, if not thousands of us just gathering, because remember, it's not just about coming to services to listen to preachers. It's, if you're going to fast, we wanna pray. 
because that puts your life in tune with God. You'll find it if you've never done it. It's a, it's a crazy thing. Once the caffeine devils leave your head and you kind of get kind of focused in it, there's something about how it turns your attention toward God. And, and we want to pray while we're doing it. We're not on a hunger strike. And I know you guys still have to you know, do the things that your lives involve. And so you've got an errand to run or you're traveling or you're somewhere or you're in our online group of people. Look, we can come together. Go Go ahead and put it on your calendar and, and just make that meeting at 12. Let it start at 12.10, okay? And just 10 minutes, let's get online. We're going to have some of our pastors, some worship, some teams, and it's going to help you in the middle of your day to pray. I'm going to ask you, everyone, everybody say everyone, everyone, let's jump in together to jumpstart and boost this prayer at noon prayer online. For years, I've given you this time of year a word to start our year, a, a calibrating word for our church that helps us jump into this time. And as I was seeking the Lord, really looking at what God would have for us, I believe our word for this year is to seek. We're all seekers, and the reality is you are going to seek something all year long, and you will specifically seek at a different level at this time of year, but what I find is that we begin to seek and focus on the things that should be down the list without prioritizing the things should, that should be at the top of the list. And so we get the order off. There's a Cambridge study in 2021 around something you may or may not be aware of talking about a research area of how we make decisions. I don't know if you've thought about it this year, but you will make lots of decisions this year. You don't know the decisions. One thing I love about this time is we're preparing ourselves even for maybe some major life decisions that we don't even know that are coming. And so we're, we're setting the table to involve God in those decisions. In this Cambridge study, uh, started this, this field of research started by a mathematician really in the 40s studying how people make decisions. And I don't have time to give you all the exhaustive details uh, of this branch of research on how we decide things, but what happens really when you boil it all down is that there's some, some guiding factors, you know, do I understand the decision that I'm making? There's always variables within a decision. Is it helpful? But yet, what's interesting is in this 2021 study, it, it, it really, academics and research a lot of times just confirm what God already knows. And many times they can analyze things but not provide solutions. I found it interesting that what, what the discovery was is how much our feelings and our fulfillment and our need for safety and security was always at the top of the list. See, Jesus doesn't just give us analyzation, Jesus gives us solutions. And in Matthew 6, Jesus starts with that very concept of you care about your safety, your security, your happiness, and how you feel. And that's why in his most famous sermon, he starts with you're worried about what will I wear? What will I eat? Now at that time, it was a bigger challenge than what we face today, but the principle of you worry about 
the economy. You worry about your job title or position. You worry about your children's future. You worry about the things that you are looking at that involve your life. Jesus touches that crowd talking about those things and then he says, seek first. Seek First, let me give you a solution to everything you're worried about. Seek first the kingdom of God. By the way, this entire spring, we're gonna talk about the kingdom of God as a church family. I have a resource that we're gonna give you. It's a great resource, thanks to our team. We're gonna talk about where Hebrews says we are a part of an unshakable kingdom. Did you know the Old Testament scholars they, they somewhat debate the theme of the Old Testament, but New Testament scholars, which was my area of field of focus and emphasis, they all say, almost to the person, they all agree that you cannot understand the New Testament without understanding the kingdom of God. Yet you ask the average Christian today, what is the kingdom of God? Some of you are like, well, that sounds powerful, pastor, but I don't really know what that is. It's the theme that God has for us, the kingdom of God, and it's gonna talk about your family. He talks about, as he does here, your provision. He talks about the things you care about, but he tells us, look, we've gotta get this up the list. Seek first, seek first. God doesn't wanna be seek second, seek third. You don't wanna start this new year, because I know the people I pastor, I know you. You don't just stumble into the year going, I hope something good happens. No, 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 you got plans and goals and you have business plans and you have strategies for the new year and you have all the stuff that you're going to do and how sad it would be to lay all of that out and say, God, I hope you'll touch it. Why don't you let him be part of planning it? Why don't you let him be part of influencing what it actually is? And that's why he says, seek first, seek first, not second, not third, not fourth, seek first the kingdom of God. First Chronicles 28, we could look at so many places in the Bible that continue to exhort us to this seeking after God and Jeremiah and Jesus himself seeking after prioritizing and seeking God. But I love this little section of scripture because it speaks again uh, to, to all of you that I, that I, that I pastor and, and I know I'm one of you and I know how we, how we can get kind of a little bit well-intended but get off a little bit. I know, I know how it happens. First Chronicles 28 is interesting. There's a transition between David to Solomon. If you find yourself in a transition season here at the first of the year, you're like, I'm in a transition time in my job. The things that I was working with have now all changed, and so I'm dealing with new variables. Maybe you're in a transition with your children. They're going to new grades or new places. Maybe you've been transitioned here, which we know we have people all the time that you have, we live in a transitional place where maybe you've moved to this new place and you're looking for what God has in your new transition or move. Well, this is a time of transition. And David here has, has a lot of experience, a lot of journey with God, and he's talking to his son, verse 10. He says, consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house 
as the sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Now, now, we like that part of the verse. Again, knowing you, it's like, okay, we love this time of year. Tell me what my purpose is. Tell me what my plan is. And, and man, just tell me to be strong and, and, and do the work. I'm ready to do the work. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready for this big challenge. I'm ready to, to put my hands to it. I'm, I, and some of you have already started the new year. It's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it all I got this year. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to join the gym until February and get strong. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the work. I'm ready to do the work, man. I'm tired of vegging. I'm tired of football. I'm ready to do some work. But I tricked you a little bit. That's not where David starts. That's where he ends. I want to back you up a few more verses and get his real heart for his son, where he says to him, and you, my son, Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father. Acknowledge the God of your father. In other words, say to him, if you don't go with me into this new task, if you don't go with me into this new year, I'm not going to think that I can do it by myself. I'm acknowledging you as the source of me even having the opportunity to do that. God, I acknowledge you. Look at this, serve him. Not your own agenda. Serve him, seek first the kingdom. Serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. You could even put the word heart there. That's not something I have to do the next three days. Oh, Pastor Jeff said we gotta fast and pray the next day. No, no, I have a willing heart because I wanna pursue you. I wanna seek you with a willing mind for the Lord searches every heart and he understands every desire and he understands every thought. Have you ever thought about this? The way you position your heart before God impacts so much of how you live this life. His eyes search to and fro across the whole earth of whom he may want to show himself strong on your behalf. Him involved in what you're doing is a majority. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He controls all the economic economy things that you're worried about. He has the ability to do the impossible. Invite him into your year. Invite him into it. He's searching every heart, sees our desires, sees motives. But if you forsake him, look what it says. If you seek him, he will be found by you. What a great promise. If you will seek him, he will be found by you. Why am I excited about the next few days? If you've done it, you know what I'm saying is true. I don't know where you're gonna be found by him. I don't know if it's in a moment of morning devotion or on the noon prayer or in one of the services or in the pre-service prayer or driving to work as you worship God. I don't know where, but I know this, you will find him, he will find you. And he will show you something. He will speak something to you. He will, he will bring something into your life. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. If you seek God first, you will find him. And he will guide you throughout this year. You know, for me, this is pastoral for you. I want it for you so much. But it's not just pastoral. It's personal. It's personal for me. 
You see, that card inside of your guide, before we started Milestone Church, I grabbed a card at a moment just like this as we used to fast and pray and pray on Friday nights. And, and, and for me, it's, it's personal. When I look at this card right here, it's, it's tattered and it, and it has all these steps in the journey. It has steps with my family. It has, it has steps where I was praying for the first pastors and the first leaders and the first buildings. And it's a journey with God. And I wanna, do, I wanna proclaim to somebody who maybe is, uh, maybe, maybe you've had disappointment or discouragement, God is so good. God is so faithful. God is so generous. If we'll just lean in his direction, he runs in ours. He wants to show up in the middle of what you're doing. I look at the miracles on this page. I, Look at all the prayers that I've prayed. I look at how short-sighted I was, how I should have prayed bigger, how I should have believed for more because God has shown up and he didn't always answer them in the time that I thought or he didn't always answer them in the way that I thought, but every time I sought him, I found him and he found me because that's the kind of God that he is. I ran out of space on here. On this is even this place that we serve at our Keller campus, our other campuses, praying for you. But at this campus, when we would have prepare, I think back to 2015, it didn't make sense. We were behind Taco Casa, the house of the taco. The budget didn't make sense. We invited consultants that said, this is impossible. We said, good, thank you for your advice, but God does the impossible. We had bankers that said, you can't do it, so we've got a different banker, praise God. <laughs> we had realtors that said it didn't exist, so we got a different realtor. And I remember bringing some of the speakers, these men that I trusted, that I knew walk with God, and I would have them come and walk this property before we bought it, and through your generosity and God's faithfulness, I want you to know right now, we're standing on the prayers of the saints, of people seeing what God's doing as a result of praying over those times. Last year, a couple years ago, I had to get a new car. And uh, last year, there's a young lady on our team. We've been walking her through some pastoral things. And last year, those that were working with her and discipling her said, you know, believe this is even something God wants to do. And and I put it on, our, on my prayer request deal here, on my card. A husband, she was looking at wedding dresses this week. So I'm saying to all the single people, if you'll fast, if you'll have cookies for me at the end of the fast, I'll put you on my card and we'll get you a man. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if it gets on here, it's gonna happen. Y'all know what I'm saying. How many of you know the more you walk with God, the more you see that he's just, he's, he's asking us to ask him. Bring your requests to me. Bring your prayers to me. Bring yourself. And what you really find when you seek God is that he's really the gift. 
He's really the gift that you've been seeking after. And so I wanna, in my last few moments, I wanna inspire some of you because I know we're at different places over what's gonna happen the next few days as we kick this off. First of all, some of you are asking, what happens when we seek God? What does that really mean? Sounds so religious, sounds so spiritual. Seek God, seek after God. You know, it just sounds like maybe something only special people do. What does that look like? Well, the biblical concept, as I begin to dig down into it biblically, it really means that as you seek God, it, it pertains to his face. Seeking God is beginning to seek his face and see his face. Now, God is, he is distinctly and unequivocally other. We try to personify him and thank God for Jesus who comes as one of us. But the truth is when you think about almighty God who breathed the stars into existence, it's, it's hard there to, to think about his face. But what is the Bible saying to us? What the Bible's saying to us is, I believe over the next few days, some of you, this God is, is where, where I think most people are is, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Like this, this God. Did you know that same God, though, wants to be personal to you? There, there's, a, there's a personalization, a, a presence of God. When the Bible talks about seeking his face, and his face is talking about that he becomes personal, and not that he's just everywhere because he is everywhere, but he becomes somewhere that is distinctly where you are. And he's now, through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have today, he begins to be with us, and he begins to be personal to us. I, I take my daughters to a camp that's a dad and a daughter camp, and I've talked about it before. It's not about the camp. It's just about the experience here that's set aside for me and my daughters to really empower them to know their identity in Christ, and it's always been a special time, but my, my third child, Lauren Elizabeth, she's that third child. She's that responsible child. She's that child who sometimes along the way you might could miss, and all of a sudden, any of you that have done this for a little while, you just look up one day and say, you're not a child, you're a woman. And there's a window there, dads, where you have such an important role as they come into womanhood to affirm their identity in Christ and not what Instagram says. And there's an importance to it. And I just love these moments. It's such a special moment, but there was a moment that week, and the moment always happens different. That's the power of how God works sometimes. You don't always know when the moment's gonna happen, but you know if you seek him, you will find him. And by setting aside that time, that moment happened with us on a hillside where they said, take 10 minutes and look in one another's eyes. And I'll never forget it. It's awkward. If you wanted to see how awkward it is, try it this afternoon. <laughs> take a teenage kid and sit for 10 minutes and look in each other's eyes. Once we got past the awkwardness, I want to tell you what happened. I saw her. I'd like to say I saw her before that, but because God was there, I, I saw her different. I saw her insecurities. I saw the battle she was facing. I saw the need she had for me to tell her who she was in Christ. I saw her in that moment. And that's just a human interchange. 
What would happen if you saw God? What would happen if this week you set aside time where you go, it's not God who works in mysterious ways, but you might say like the prophet Isaiah, I saw him, he was high and lifted up. He was high and lifted up and I saw his glory and his presence in a different way. And I'll promise you this, one encounter with God that way will change you forever and ever and ever. I wanna to talk to different groupings of us based on this seeking God thing because I know we're all at different levels. Remember, I'm not Pastor Tyron with the medium sweater, I'm your man. I know you're at all different places. But let's just go to the promises of God in Matthew 7. Jesus, we don't need secondary source, let's just take first source. Jesus, primary source. If you seek, you will find. I just want that to settle into some of you because some of you are at different places and you're wondering about how this really works and you're wondering about what, what, what might happen and how would God maybe move in my life? Well, let's just start with a promise. If you seek, you will find. We're all seekers, but the question is, what are we seeking? Some of you, this is all new to you and here's what I want for you this week. I want you to see that God is not far from you. Because if you're new to all this, you're just like, okay, special people have the hotline to God and Pastor Jeff has a prayer card that God listens to, but I don't know about me. Well, I want you to see if you're a new to this, you're new, you're a seeker. I want you to see wherever you're watching me from, at any campus, I, I love when new people come on board this journey and I love the little section in scripture there where Paul was not in the church, but he was out in the culture. This journey in Acts where he's at Mars Hill and he's talking to people and he actually starts using the imagery of you're, you're, you're kind of searching around, you're, you're feeling around, he says. You're seeking, kind of like my, my, my table beside my bed where, where a lot of times, again, I wear contacts and I leave them in, they get dried up and the morning comes and I can't see what's on the table, but I know I put some water over there and I need to get my first deal of water and my wife says I need to take magnesium because it helps my aging muscles and I don't know if I believe in it, so usually there's two or three laying there and I didn't take it and pretty soon I'm gonna have a pill thing like some of y'all, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I got six pairs of her reading glasses, four remotes, three don't have batteries, there's a lot of stuff over there just feel around hoping I find the right thing for some of you this week will be a little bit of Pastor Jeff said come to pre-service prayer oh man that's different uh, is there anything there any there well, you know Paul says to this group of people who are lost he says if you'll start searching and feeling around Here's the good news. You're gonna find something. And you might just find God. He says, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though, look what he says. He's not far from any one of us. He's not that far. Some of you, it's your first time participating maybe and you're not just seeking, you're now a follower of Christ and I want you to get this verse in your spirit as you go into this week. God's going to reward you. Hebrews eleven six. without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those. That's in the word. He rewards those. You're like, well, I'm not real comfortable with putting rewards on God. 
take it up with him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. So by us prioritizing that time, the word of God says that we believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And now let me talk to some of you that have done this for years. You're like, pastor, this is a good intro. You're doing better. You know, this is good. I'm kind of hoping you'll hurry up so we can get out of service and then we'll kind of start this. And I got it and I've done it before. And you know, there'll be a prayer card and there's some of this. And let me just like kind of help some of you that are kind of like old hat. I got really struck by a verse. This is for me. You know the good thing about seeking God? You never outgrow it. You never exhaust what could happen. I'm more excited about it. It's not just preacher, yeah, pastor, you're excited, you're preaching. I'm more excited about what God wants to do in my life, what he wants to do in the life of people that I care about. I spent the week with my children over Christmas break and I've got their prayer request and I'm gonna seek heaven for their prayer request this week. Why? Because I believe God answers prayer. I'm gonna seek him on your behalf. I'm gonna walk around these walls during breaks and times where I have, and I'm gonna look at those requests, and I'm gonna ask God to show up in every one of them. Why? Because you never mature beyond being that same childlike faith that says, God, I'm believing you can do today what you did yesterday. But I saw this verse that is troubling. Luke 18, one. I'm not real comfortable with it. I'm gonna tell you that up front. It says this. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. I'll say, as I look at holistically of scripture, Prayer is something we seek God with, yet God is usually changing us in the prayer. I believe he's in charge of every molecule in the universe. I don't try to strong arm God. He's a father who wants me to come to him. So this verse messes my hair up if I had some. But Jesus frames this little story by saying, I'm telling you this so you will persist and not give up. And he says there's an unjust judge and there's this widow who's seeking the unjust judge and the unjust judge is not there to necessarily describe God because then there's commentary after the unjust judge where God says it's really not about justice or judges anyway. What it's all about is there's this widow who keeps knocking on the door of this judge's life and the judge. I'm just gonna bless you and just kind of figure out how to help you so you'll leave me alone. Are you saying, Pastor, if we'll just pray longer and harder and this and God and all that? I don't know. But I know this. Jesus himself said, don't give up and pray and be persistent. So I take that to all of you who say, well, I already prayed for that kid. I've already, it'll happen as a mature believer. And you kind of go, well, the Lord, and, and, and it's the Lord's will, and, and we just don't want to get too into ourselves, and we don't want to get too, no, 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 no. Jesus said, there's this widow knocking on even an unjust judge's door. So here's what I hear Jesus saying, ask. Seek, knock, don't give up, keep praying, pray without ceasing. 
What if we just say, you know what? We're going to come back to the gates of heaven. We're going to come back to the presence of God. We're going to bring that kid one more time before the throne room of God. And we're going to stay hopeful and encouraged that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ever ask, think, or imagine. You say, Pastor, what's going to happen in this? Well, there's some barriers that you have to overcome. What keeps us from seeking God? Well, here they are, attitudes, self-sufficiency. Here's the thought, I've got this. Pastor, I've already got my year started, it's busy. TCU's playing Monday night, that's kind of important. I've got this going on, I've already got my travel schedule. Is it more important than God? Humility is a big key in seeking God. Humility is saying, I need God. Attitude, distraction. I'll get to it later. What if this year we sought God before that meeting? We sought God before we met with that kid. We sought God before we went to that business deal. What if we started our year with caring more about what God said than what the news report said, than what Instagram said, than what somebody else wants to tell us about their life? What if we cared more about what heaven said? Attitude, uncertainty, I know you have it. I don't know how. Attitude, fear, I don't know if this will work. I know you have those feelings and that's why we lay this out so practically to help you with it. I'm gonna finish with some testimonies and some stories because I want you to know that now I have a track record of the things God does in this type environment that's not replaceable and we, that's why we prioritize it. Let me give you a, a few stories. One is personal to me. I was at Joy and uh, at one of the nights, I don't remember which, but I met a family, a single mom, and, and then there's some sisters there, and one of the sisters' name was Karen, and Karen said that at Prepare last year, they put their sister, Francesca, on the prayer list at Prepare. And I stood at the front steps of our Keller campus, and I had an opportunity to meet the whole family in the midst of their celebration when Francesca accepted Christ at Joy last year. Have you ever thought about, you may pray about something in January that God answers in December. Well, that's a real life living testimony of what happens when families come together and pray and and fast and seek God for it. Tim and Allison at our Hazlitt campus, I met them in Hazlitt at our vision night. Allison gave her life to Christ at Prepare last year. Tim, a little bit later, he did the same. And this is their words, our marriage has never been as good as it is now, it's the best it's ever been. There was so much glow on them, so much life on them. They said now they drive to different things and they're, I, I, said, I said in a former message they were listening to the tapes, but that actually dates me. They're streaming. Anyway, whatever. They weren't listening to the tape. Some of y'all don't think that's funny, but anyway. It's funny that I said they were listening to the tapes. Um, but they were streaming the message. But I even think that's powerful that here's a couple that wasn't even saved that now in their leisure times are listening to the word of God and their marriage is getting better and they're learning how to prioritize God in their life. Matt and Candace at our McKinney campus moved here from California. Happens all the time. You're looking for that new job. You're looking for that new place and you're looking as is the story of Ruth, you're looking for food in a famine, but in the middle of looking for food, you find family and that was their story. Their daughters were struggling with the transition and God's done amazing things in their life. 
And uh, prepare is a time of babies. And so you might look at baby dedication and we get this thing about be fruitful and multiply. But one thing that we've seen miraculously happen is people praying for babies and children that at prepare, you know, God does something really miraculous. Samara and Joel and Sterling and Candace and Josh and Kaylin and Henry and Diana, all of these couples praying for children and having children as a result of praying over it at prepare. Jillian, I love Jillian Craig. The Craigs have been a part of our church. She had cancer and I, I, even this is one little moment, lots of her small group and people taking care of her. As I always say, you're preparing today your relationships, your foundation of faith for your challenges of tomorrow. And there were so many involved in the Craig's journey there with Jillian, but one that I like because it's personal to Brandy and I, she came forward at a prayer moment and she had been going through chemotherapy and Brandy prayed that her hair would grow back thicker than ever. She's been healed of cancer. And in the middle of all of it, they got a baby coming on February the 4th. And uh, that's amazing, kind of surprise. Hey, you got so healed, we're gonna have another baby. It's like, well, Lord, you're just too good. Y'all with me? By the way, the baby's due on the moment, I think it's the exact date that she stopped chemotherapy because God's that good to show you that I'm still in control and I'm still moving and I'm still doing miraculous things. I'm gonna ask you, if you would, to stand on your feet and in our last few moments together, every campus, every place, Lord, we thank you and we even start now to set our hearts toward this moment to prepare ourselves. I'm gonna ask if you would not to move around for just a second, wherever you're at, any venue, we're gonna close the service here in just a second. But here's what I want us to do. I want us to take just a couple of minutes to get our hearts ready for what we know God's gonna do. I wanna give you a gift for just a moment. And I want you just to bow your heads for a minute and I'm gonna pray a prayer of calling us into this fast calling us into it, just dedicating our hearts, dedicating our lives, but just begin to let God now as you seek him. Let's begin to seek him right now. Just, just pray a prayer of dedication for the next few days. Lord, I pray, Lord, that it's you that's bringing us into this moment. Lord, it's not our own desires. It's, it's our desire to have your heart to meet with you, to seek you first. Lord, I pray for your grace as we fast, as we pray. Lord, I pray and thank you that every person, even their, their, their willingness to be in church this first weekend and, and maybe attending online or in a campus, Lord, I thank you that, that just, just being here, just they're, they're seeking. And your promise is, if we seek you, we will find Lord, I thank you that over the next few days, we look forward to the treasure that is you because you are the gift. And we thank you that all the things, Lord, that concern our hearts, Lord, you're working in them ahead of us even now. Lord, we pray, we fast, we worship. We were gonna come ready to hear from your word. And Lord, you're gonna meet us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.